0: it's a great pleasure to have John with us. Um, It's been hard to pin him down. He's got a lot on at the moment, uh, working out retirement, fishing trips, holidays around there, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's been very busy for him. And so we've got him to two talks today and then again on Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Uh, So it it is very wonderful to be able to have uh, John with us to exercise the ministry of the word and let me get him up now I've got a few questions I'm going to throw to him which I hope you'll find helpful and we might even see if you've got questions you want to ask as well but John come on up thanks so much let's give him a round of applause can, can I just say on behalf of us I'm, uh, I'm sure everyone will share this conviction that um, your work in Forming the theological mind of so many people in ministry around the country and the world is absolutely critical and something that we pray for you in and want to see happen more and more. So we're very, very grateful to God for the work you do and um, so thrilled that we have colleges in this country that are faithful to the word and centred on the word Uh, and that's not common around the world but uh, that we have it here is wonderful. So. It's it's wonderful the work you've been doing. Can you give us some input into what is happening? Uh, So Moore College is in the process of changing its principle. Is that the deal? Give us what's happening. Yes,
1: uh, time for a change. Time for a change. Might have been a time for a change for a little while, but it's time for a change. And uh, yes, I uh, decided earlier this year, for reasons I'm happy to discuss with anyone, there's no secrets and there's no hidden agenda, but it was time that uh, I moved on to some other things And uh, so uh, we're going to do that from the beginning of next year and uh, we have a governing board over the college whose job it is to uh, appoint the next principal um, and they're in the middle of that process now. I think they've probably nearly finished it, actually, uh, and uh, they'll probably uh, let us know the results of their deliberations uh, in a matter of weeks, I think.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of theological education and how it's going at more in Australia? Are there challenges at the moment that we need to be aware of to be prayerful about? Are there things that you see on the horizon of some concern, uh, things to be thankful for? Is that just things that immediately come out of your mind in that context? How long have we got, Andrew?
1: Andrew asked these questions that that, that are so huge. Uh, theological education uh, is uh, what we're doing at Moore College, that's the label for what we're doing, uh, which is really seeking to lay deep foundations for a lifetime of uh, Christian ministry, uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ in that way. Uh, What are those foundations? They're foundations of godliness. Uh, They're foundations of understanding uh, the ways of God and the word of God. Uh, They're foundations of uh, of thinking, being able to think in terms of the scriptures and so on. Uh, That's code. uh, The the, the phrase theological education is code for that. Uh, And the challenges for that are the challenges facing every church. Um, I like to describe a theological college like Moore College as really just a church on steroids uh, so we do things intensely, we have people involved in, uh, in teaching and learning and praying and growing uh, in, in, in an intense way over the time that they're with us but what we're doing is, is essentially what's happening in any church, uh, we're just seeking to do it uh, in, in that way that we have the opportunity to do where people give their full time attention to the scriptures and attention to growing like that and the pressures on us are the same as the pressures uh, that are on our churches, pressures of worldliness uh, pressures of unbelief, uh, pressures of uh, coping with organisational stuff. Um, uh, these days, uh, churches and certainly uh, places like theological colleges, uh, we, we've got to re- realise that the, the, as the years go by, uh, we're going to face, I think, more pressure from our society and our government and the way things are organised. At this very moment, Uh, It's extraordinary the way in which the government helps people financially to go through theological college. Uh, That's only been going since about 2003, wasn't so previously. I don't think it'll be so for very much longer. Um, But we've we've had a moment, a short moment, where I think almost by accident the government is assisting us in in that kind of thing. That will change. Uh, Our society will pressure us uh, in various ways uh, not to continue uh, to be Christian, not to continue to follow our convictions as to what uh, the ways of God are. Uh, that will be just round the corner and churches will suffer it and so will things like uh, the Theological College. Beginning.
0: There's been a bit of pressure in the media in the last, <laughs> is it last week? You noticed, yeah, you um, noticed. Up on the Central Coast we noticed, yeah. So tell me, what have been your reactions to that? Uh, are there insights to learn from that for all of us?
1: It is, it's very difficult isn't it and in a couple of seconds I don't know that I can say anything that's terrifically helpful but it's intriguing to me that how difficult it is to get gospel issues or Christian, explicitly Christian thinking into the public debate. It's usually laughed out of court, I don't know whether you watch Q&A uh, if you watch Q&A, whenever there is a... Usually they try and if they put a Christian uh, person there, they choose, try to choose someone who will be easy to ridicule and then ridicule them. Uh, no genuine engagement. Very rarely is there genuine engagement. And, and, so if you
0: get invited onto Q&A... You, you, uh, exactly. There's code going on there. Exactly.
1: I think that's true, actually. Uh, and uh, the one time they had a very able and wonderful Christian spokesman in... John Lennox, you notice that the chairman didn't chair it. Um, Whatever his name is. Let's leave Tony alone. Uh, But but, uh, the idea of of latching on to a vow that is made by wives in a Christian marriage service that is synonymous with the vow that has been made by billions of, of wives down the centuries... Uh, and suddenly make it front-page news in the Sydney Morning Herald, you say, what on earth is going on? And then the debate that flows from that shows, on the one hand, a complete disconnect, no understanding of what we're trying to say. And you you, you know what we're trying to say. We're trying to say, husbands, you have a responsibility to love your wives, to love them sacrificially. Wives, you have a responsibility to receive that love and accept that love. Uh, that's what, the, that's what the, the, this language is about. It, it, it hardly sounds, um, you know, radical to our ears, I suspect, but the language has been picked up, misunderstood or distorted, and I think there's been a bit of both, uh, and the, the, the debate is on grounds that none of us want it to be. But I think that most of our public engagement, when we get into the public forum in the media, will be like that. Uh, it's interesting, I've been in a group with Peter Jensen for about... 12 months where, where we've been discussing is there any way that we can start to discuss Christian marriage not on the gay marriage agenda but just discuss Christian marriage and we and none of us could work out how would you ever get that into the media just it's there and within the confusion within the embarrassment sometimes because uh, the, the language is misunderstood and thoughts about us are, 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 are dreadful thoughts as to what we're saying um, but within that, some really good things have been said. I think Peter's piece in the Herald last week was just superb. Um, if, you want to get, if you want to work out what people should be saying in this debate, in their conversations in the workplace, uh, get Peter's piece. It's a, it's a terrific help for the, for the kind of things to say. But what's happening, I think, in our society is that for the first time in my experience, and I'm about to be missing something, uh, Christians are perceived as evil. Have you got that? Have you got that sense? Uh, my, you know, I might have missed all sorts of things but, but as, as through my life until recently I have felt Christians have been dismissed because they're overly self-righteous they're goody goodies they're this, that and the other uh, we are on the, uh, the, the debate surrounding uh, gay marriage and all that kind of thing uh, this debate that has been over the last week we are actually perceived as bad uh, the New Testament leads us to expect to be perceived as evil. If you're gospel people, you'll be perceived to be evil. But I think this is the first time I've actually experienced it because our society, which was so influenced by Christianity uh, up until you know, recent times, uh, has been just gradually drifting away from that, losing those roots so that now uh, what we stand for, what Christians have always stood for, uh, is perceived to be evil. And once perceived to be evil, it's then twisted. Uh, And so uh, the descriptions of what we are said to stand for, uh, we don't recognise. It's not what we stand for. But uh, we we need to be out there uh, certainly explaining ourselves as best we can, uh, certainly commending uh, the Lord Jesus as best we can, but I don't think we ought to be expecting that our society will think that we're good.
0: I could go on more and more, but I won't. In the Diocese of Sydney at the present, uh, there are, there's a lot of things going on. What do you perceive to be the most significant things happening at present amongst Anglicans? Uh, we could talk to you about FIC and what's happening amongst us, but let's hear about the Anglicans, mm. what's going on there at present. Well, I'm,
1: lo- I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Uh, I, I do think that the most important things happening among the Anglicans in Sydney is probably stuff that we've learnt from you guys, uh, namely the, uh, the, the church planting movement. Uh, Bruce Hall's work in in, in seeking to stimulate, support and encourage that, Uh, cross-cultural church planting in particular, and cross-cultural gospel work, which may or may not take the form of church planting as we've understood it, but uh, planting the gospel uh, in uh, in cross-cultural communities. Uh, I think some really exciting work is happening there, hard, really hard. Uh, unspectacular in the sense that you very very small numbers and all that sort of thing but but some wonderful people involved in this work and uh, I believe uh, the Lord is blessing it and uh, we uh, uh, we're learning a lot I think as we as we go along into that particularly particularly working through uh, Muslim evangelism uh, we've even got an annual conference now about ministry to Muslims uh, and uh, that's the That's really very, very interesting, very exciting, and um, I I think it's the area that uh, I'm most excited about.